it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In the meantime, Pirates are in St. Louis. Just talked about this in the last update. They're going to try to go for a sweep against the Cardinals in a few hours here. And there's a man in St. Louis who's been covering the series. He covers the Pirates, by the way, for DK Pittsburgh Sports. He's a friend of the show. Alex Stump joins me right now on 93.7 The Fan. Alex, good morning. Good morning, Josh. Thanks for having me on. Good to talk to you, as always. It's been a few weeks, but always good to talk some baseball with you. Um, Let's get into this series with the Cardinals, because a couple of things have happened here in the past couple days. Now, after the trade deadline, I think you and I talked about this, some of the pitchers moving forward that were going to get opportunities as starters. And one of those guys being, um, you you would hope one of those guys would be Mitch Keller getting an opportunity after he gets called back up. Comes back up Friday night, has a pretty good start. Five innings, shuts them out. Over those five innings, gets six strikeouts. What was Mitch Keller saying after that start Friday night? Well, the big thing he was saying was how good it felt. Because this has obviously been a very tough up-and-down season for him. He had to go to Indianapolis. And even whenever he came back, he said after those games, like, you know, I felt like I was pretty good. It was just, you know, a handful of pitches even between those three starts that, you know, ended up hurting him. But he didn't have those pitches on, on Friday night. Those breaking balls that he would leave up, he buried. And more importantly, the fastball was really working all night. He was throwing it up in the zone. He got a career-high 10 whiffs with it. Hmm. Like, for all the troubles he's had this year, that was one of those look. There's still a good pitcher. The bones are still good here. It's just, you know, getting up and making it uh, consistent throughout. He showed a little glimmer of that promise Friday. Then let's go to last night's starter. Dylan Peters gets his second start as a Pirate. Now, he was a guy that when I found out they acquired him, I was very curious about because I knew he started the year with Anaheim and then ended up with the Pirates. But he puts in a decent start last night as well. He goes five innings, gives up only one run, three strikeouts. What's the early returns, and what are they saying about Dylan Peters so far? You know what? He's throwing strikes. And whenever you're in a situation like him, I mean, there's, he doesn't have the fastest fastball. His breaking ball is only okay. He's got a pretty good changeup that plays off of stuff, but it's, it's a repertoire that it's like, look, the only way you're really going to have success in the major leagues is if you go right after batters, you throw strikes, you don't hurt yourself. And through two starts, he's done that. He's not been afraid to fill up the zone with all three of his pitches. He's kept hitters off balance, and you know what? There was some hard contact yesterday, but it was on the ground. I mean, we can talk about crafty lefties pitching to contact, all that. Maybe it could be a little bit of a counterculture of what we're seeing in this, you know, strikeout-heavy league right now. Alex Stumpf, DK Pittsburgh Sports, covers the Pirates, joins me right now on 93.7 The Fan. 
Alex, I got to tell you a small story. Last night, I'm kind of scrambling around. Steelers preseason game, it's on our air, getting ready for the 11 o'clock, trying to put highlights together. But in the corner of my eye, I'm still watching the Pirate game. It goes to the ninth inning, and I'm like, wait a minute. That's uh, David Bednar closing out the game. We've had this discussion before (laughs) about him getting this opportunity. He gets it. uh, Scoreless ninth inning, picks up his first save. What about David Bednar finally getting this shot? You know what? It kind of seems long overdue. Actually, not kind of. It, it was overdue because David Bednar, Pirates talk about, you know, giving players opportunities. I asked Shelton, who's, you know, the guy that's made the most of those opportunities, and he said Bednar because here's a guy coming into spring training who's, you know, not a, didn't exactly have an inside track of making the roster, opening day roster in general, and here he is, I mean, pretty uncontroversially the best reliever in that bullpen right now. It's either him or Chris Stratton. Bednar is going to be pitching the big innings going forward. Like on Friday night, there were a couple runners on in the seventh inning. He came in to clean that up, ended up batting the eighth. It's, the Pirates aren't going to be using a closer, most likely, throughout the rest of the year. There are no plans to just use a formal closer and just wait for the, best, the situation to get to the best pitcher. It's let's have our best situation pitch the highest innings. And Bednar, to his credit, is the type of guy who has said, you know, I, I don't need to, I don't have the ego. I don't have to pitch in the ninth inning yet. Like, you know, whenever the team needs me, I'm ready to go. That's a good way of looking at it. Now let's shift over to the offensive side of things. One name I keep hearing, and, and for really questioning reasons, is Key Brian Hayes. I know a lot of people are down on him right now, but I have to remind folks, this is a kid who messed up his wrist at the very beginning of the season. You know, he, he's you're going to have some issues with power there, but... At the same time, he's still finding ways to contribute to this team offensively. But what have you seen as far as the game-to-game improvement with him? As silly as this is going to sound, the biggest hit I think he's had in a while wasn't the go-ahead single you know, Saturday night. It was back in Los Angeles whenever he actually pulled a base hit to left. That was the first time he had a hit, a line drive hit or fly ball hit to left field all season. Wow. Like, we... We talk about how good the approach is going to center field to opposite field. That's a hole in his game that he's going to have to fill up this offseason because you can't go with an inside fastball to right field consistently. He can't do it. He's going to have to learn to turn on those pitches more. It was literally one hit, but I think that was a very encouraging sign that, hey, he can still do it. We saw it last year in September. As for the wrist, I mean, it's like a broken hammy, where even whenever a guy comes back in there 100%, they're not really 100% until probably about the next year. So this is this is a rookie year for Kibranes. It's as simple as that. We've seen some good. We've seen some really good. We've seen some struggles. This is just what it is. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. 
With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now let's shift over to one of the newer guys in the clubhouse, Yoshi Yoshi Tsutsugo. This is this is a move that when I saw his name, first when I saw it, you know, last time I became available, I'm like, hmm, maybe he's a, a Pirates Flyer candidate. And then they actually pick him up, and I'm going, hmm, maybe there's something here. The early returns, hits another home run last night. It's actually been pretty productive. It's only been, what, five games? But the, the thoughts on the early returns for Yoshi Tsutsugo? Yeah, I mean, how could you complain with five for ten with two doubles and two homers so far? I mean, he's really seen the ball well. For him, it's going to come down to how well he hits fastballs, though, because that's something that he just hasn't done well in the States. I, last night he did hit a fastball, but it was a J half 90-mile-per-hour one, so does that really count as hitting a lot of velocity? <laughs> he did go he hit a couple opposite-field doubles against Kenley Jansen in Los Angeles. That's a good sign. He, I, I wrote a mountain visit on this. I should have the actual numbers in front of me. I don't, but the number he was like a 150 hitter against fastballs this year. Ooh. But he hits off-speed stuff well. He hits breaking stuff, or at least competes against breaking stuff. If he can time up the fastball, then yeah, he can probably be that power hitter that he was in Japan, where he was, you know, consistently OPS over 900 for all those years. If not, I mean, there's no harm in taking the flyer on the guy. You mentioned this series uh, this past week with the Dodgers. The Dodgers did something curious this past week that I didn't know up until recently the Dodgers might be capable of. The Dodgers started an opener, Alex, three games in a row. Now, why would the Dodgers come up with such an idea? That sounds like something Tampa might have done in years past. You know, coming into this year, I thought we might see the opener, especially back in 2020 whenever we saw the the piggyback starters. And who knows? This is complete speculation, but maybe we see Chad Cool now that he's, you know, a reliever for the time being, you know, start to do some opening. But, yeah, I I don't know. Parks definitely give up enough first inning runs. I mean, for pretty much the entire year, they've been up, you know, in the league leaders for most first inning runs allowed or bottom of the leaderboards, however you want to look, the bad version of that stat. <laughs> so maybe it is something you experiment, especially towards the end of the year with, and especially whenever you have someone like, not, not to say that it's fair for Dylan Peters, I mean, he's pitched well in the first inning the first couple of years, but someone who has, you know, a little bit of experience coming out of bullpens also, you know, preparing a little later, maybe you try something like that up. You, you mentioned Chad Cool. Let's stick with that because I can't remember if it was Ben Charrington or Derek Shelton. One of them in the past couple of days talked about this. Clarify that for me if you could. But they talked about the possibility of Cool being an impact bullpen guy. It seems like they're really ready to ride that train. Yeah, I mean, it's something that, I mean, we don't know how permanent this is going to be. At least as of Friday night or Friday afternoon, they hadn't had that real conversation of, with Chad like, hey, this is going to be, you know, a long-term thing, you're, you're a reliever going forward. It might just be, 
We want to get a look at him here. He's still building up after beating on the COVID IL. There are just a lot of factors that's like, okay, because, you know, Chad Cool does have a really good sinker-slider combo that could play well as a bullpen. And this is something that's been speculated for almost as long as Chad Cool has been up in the major leagues. Like, is this guy, you know, really a major league starter? Is he a good bullpen piece? Now, he's always had decent results in the major leagues as, as a starter, but maybe not to the point that the stuff would indicate that he can do. This is an interesting experiment. And you know what? Last night, he started off coming out of the bullpen. He's throwing like 93 and gave up a couple hits. But towards the end, he was back up to like 96, 97. Big punch outs, you know, to get out of the inning. It's, I mean, it's an experiment. And you know what? What are we supposed to do these last six weeks of the season, if not experiment? Speaking of experiments, this is the last thing before I let you go. Um, Gregory Polanco. $12.5 $12.5 million team option next year, $13.5 million team option the year after that. Clearly, the numbers have not been there. I know there's a lot of great sentiment about him, both in the locker room. You and I both know him to be a very affable human being, really great to work with as far as in the clubhouse goes. But if you're looking into a crystal ball, what's his future? It, it's not with the Pirates. And I, I will you know, 100% second what you said about him being a good human being. Like, even something as small as whenever Tutsugo comes to the major leagues or comes to the park, the first person who's, you know, spending time with him, wrapping his arm around him is Gregory Polanco. Like, he is a great clubhouse guy. He is trying. He is doing so much right, but the results just aren't there. He has way too expensive of an option next year to justify keeping a guy who's a sub-replacement level player Playing him every day or almost every day, I don't see the appeal anymore either because we, we all kind of know that how the Gregory Polanco Pirates story ends. It, it's kind of a shame because if, whenever you go back a couple years, it looked like he was finally figuring some stuff out before he slid into second base in 2018. It's a good way of looking at it. Alex, appreciate the time. Good to talk to you as always. We'll do it again soon. Thanks for having me, Josh. Alex Stumpf covers the Pirates, DK Pittsburgh Sports.